You're listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. Today's short scripture reflection comes from Pastor Louis Giglio. This is the power and the beauty of what God is doing. The second thing we see in this moment, this Antioch moment, we see a spirit touch and we see people set in motion. We, we put it on a graphic just so that you can see it because this is powerful. Barnabas goes up to check out what's happening in Antioch. He sees that there's a revival going on among the Greeks and the Jews in Antioch. And then from Antioch, there's this sending. So it's not just one mission. There's a second missionary journey and a third missionary journey. And out of Antioch, the gospel starts radiating to the world. Can you see and, and, and understand this today? Look where we are. We're, we're next door to Iraq. We're, we're in, in modern day Syria, Turkey, Lebanon, Jordan, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, North Africa, all across Europe. This is where our story began. This is where the ripples started going out. This didn't all start somewhere over in Western culture, and it doesn't belong to Western culture. It started in the place God decided it would start, and it's reached the entire world. I, I remember a few years ago, I was speaking at a Christian university, and there were maybe 1,500 students at this chapel gathering, and there were students there from all over the world, and I was preaching about how we can know intimately the God of all creation. And at the end, somehow I ended up in, in a receiving line. I wasn't trying to do that, but someone stopped me and then there was someone behind them and someone behind them. And before I knew it, I was kind of at the door saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, as students were filing out. And I'll never forget the young girl who stopped and she said to me, that was one of the best messages I've ever heard. I loved your talk today. And I could tell, not exactly precisely, but I knew that this girl's story had originated on the opposite side of planet Earth from my story. But I was like, this is awesome because we've got a connection in faith and I'm sure the second line is gonna be, thanks for coming to our school, I was really encouraged today. But that wasn't her second line. Her second line after saying, I really loved your message was, today was, but unfortunately, I'm leaving sad today because I can't accept your Western, white, middle-class Jesus. And just like that, she was gone and the next person was standing there and I'm having a conversation with the next person, but I can't shake the comment from that girl. I, I didn't see her again that day and I've thought about it a hundred times since then, if not more. And I, I wanted to catch up with her and say, but, but this relationship is possible and Secondly, my Jesus isn't Western, he's Middle Eastern. He's not white, not in the, in the way that I'm white. He's a dark-skinned Middle Easterner and he's definitely not middle class. The foxes have holes, but the, the son of man didn't have a place to lay his head. He didn't come here to build a bank account or an IRA. He didn't come here to amass anything. He came here to give away everything. And when he died, the only thing of worth that he had was the robe that was on his back. My Jesus is a global Jesus. And my Jesus came to give his life for all people. And I, I just, I want us to reframe today even as I was working on this talk, I saw randomly, just like, like God would do yesterday, a post from Tim Keller, a pastor in New York. 
And he was just talking about how things on social media that won't get traction and get elevated are things that break narratives and stories and put the truth in focus. And he put this graph in his story. And we we don't have to get lost in the whole graph, but Pew uh, Research was trying to figure out uh, how our faith groups distributed around the world. So just notice across the top, these were the people on planet Earth live. The most people on Earth live in Asia Pacific. Um, The second most people on Earth live in Sub-Saharan Africa. The third most in Europe, percentage-wise, Latin America, North America, and Middle East and North Africa. So that's where people live. But then he says, here's the major religions of the world and where you'll find them. So most of the Hindus in the world are in Asia Pacific and same with Buddhist and same with folk religions and other religions and unaffiliated and Muslims. So there's a lot of, a, a lot of non-Jesus following people in Asia Pacific. But I want you to notice the line by Christians. There's an equal amount of them percentage-wise everywhere in the world. The only one of these stories that has equally penetrated Asia Pacific, Sub-Saharan Africa, Europe, Latin America, North America, and Middle East and North Africa is the story of resurrection. Do you know why? Because God's on a mission and God has a plan. And God's mission and God's plan is to take this story of resurrection power to every single person on the planet. And it doesn't belong to the Asia Pacific people. It doesn't belong to the Sub-Saharan Africa people. It belongs to everybody because it belongs to God and God is for all people. So we see now that the epicenter of our faith is moving out from Antioch to the world. And I love this because somebody's going to try to tell you at work, oh, you're just a Christian because you were born in North Carolina. That's why you're a Christian. And you're like, look, my faith didn't even start in North Carolina. My faith started in Antioch. That's where they sent out the first missionaries from. And all the good stuff that happened, happened in Jerusalem. And it was so powerful that it reached from Antioch all the way to me in North Carolina. This is God's story. It's his unstoppable gospel story on planet earth. But then we see a massive turn. And this is where we're going to park today before we close. We see a big turn in the story. So chapter 13, they send them out and you can see the headers in 13 and 14 and and see where they go. They go to Cyprus and they go to uh, Pisidian Antioch, a different place. And then there's other geographical areas in there. They go to Iconium where we're starting chapter 14. Then they go to Lystra and to Derbe. And when you get down to the end of this section in chapter 14 in verse 19, it says that some Jews came from Antioch and Iconium and they won the crowd over. In other words, there was opposition again to the gospel. And they stoned Paul. So now it's not Stephen being put to death. It's not James losing his life. Now they're gonna kill Paul. And so they stone Paul, and they're, they're successful, they think, because they dragged him outside the city thinking he was dead. But after the disciples had gathered around him, he got up and went back into the city. The next day, 
he and Barnabas left for Derby. So in Lystra, they come against Saul, they stone him and smash him up. Now this doesn't mean he has a little bump on the side of his head. This means he's all smashed up and unconscious. They drag him outside the city and dump his body and check him out. And they're like, yeah, no, he's done. We're, we're, we're sure done, finished. The disciples come, they, they find him, gather around, and at some point he comes too. We don't know if he died and God brought him back to life or if he just got knocked unconscious and all of a sudden regained consciousness, but he wakes up. He's smashed up, but he wakes up and they're all looking at him and he says, hey, what's up? And they're like, whoa, you're, you're back, you're, 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 you're alive. And they, they get him up and when they get him up, he goes, which way's back to Lystra? Because I was right in the middle of telling people about resurrection power, and I'd like to finish that message I was given. So Paul, smashed up, comes back into town to the people that smashed him up. Are you asking the question I'm asking? Why did he do that? Why? did Saul go back? And the reason he went back is because he was all in. And the reason he was all in is because there's no other name. Thanks again for listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. And don't forget to go and subscribe to the Passion City Church and Passion City Church DC podcasts for our full messages every week.